Welcome to Your Security, a podcast on walking victimless in today's world. I'm Gabriel Grimes. In this podcast, I discuss how to stay alert and situationally aware no matter where you are or where you go. Hello, hello, hello. This is episode 40 of Your Security, and it's also day 18 of the COVID-19 response. The COVID-19 response. What are you doing? How are you responding to this international pandemic pandemic that has everybody running around like they have their heads cut off, like chickens with their heads cut off? And we're out here trying to keep people safe as security professionals. And I I'm thank you so much for for joining the podcast, Your Security. It makes me so happy to be able to bring you this information day after day. You know, it wasn't only a few days ago that I decided to make this podcast a daily act. And there are days that are easy and days that are more difficult. And I am super happy that we're doing this daily. It's getting me into a groove that I really, really like. Now, I'm sure as you've listened from podcast to podcast, you realize that uh, my normal routine is to get on to the podcast around 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock p.m. local time, my time. And today we are filming this, recording this at 8.17 p.m., quite a bit later than the normal. And that's because today at 11 o'clock, I was on a call. And a fellow prod, podcaster and real good friend by the name of Nicole Welch. And uh, she records a podcast called Get Heart Media. And I know I know Nicole since, uh, oh my goodness, when was this? Uh, 2000, uh, 2002, 2003, uh, somewhere around there. We were both in Honduras together. She was working with her husband <coughs> on uh, some... You know some some charity work, some mission work down there, and I was working with the U.S. Embassy, along with my brother, with the Department of Justice in some uh, uh, international police work and training. But we we get together on occasion to talk about politics, international uh, requirements, in you know, international impact, crisis management, and of course her her view on things is how the, does this affect the heart. How does this affect humanity? How does it affect humans overall? And how to overcome these terrible situations? And I really, really enjoyed my time with uh, with Nicole over the phone as we recorded the the um, the podcast. And what we talked about, of course, is what everybody is talking about right now, which is COVID nineteen, the Wuhan flu, also known as the Chinese flu. I know I'm poking fun of it, but uh, it's important to make fun of this. And I know everybody's thinking, well, it's very callous of you to make fun of this kind of a situation. And we talked about that. See, the problem is we're getting overly concerned about this virus and this flu that we are losing sight of what is keeping us healthy as a human being. We're leaving, we're, we're forgetting how to stay healthy as a country we're focusing so much on the individual that we have lost sight of the bigger picture. Did you know that <clears throat> today, uh, up till today, this morning, we've had worldwide 1 million cases of the COVID-19 flu, and we've had 51,560 deaths. Now, that may seem 
astronomical. Those, you know, my goodness, 51,000 cases, 1 million cases of the flu. <clears throat> it all seems fine and dandy, but when 2016, the H1N1 virus hit, uh, by this time we had 1.4 billion cases and 525,000 deaths. Ten times as many deaths, and uh, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm not counting them. I didn't count how many uh, more uh, cases than the COVID-19. I mean, what is the perspective? Are, are we are we not paying attention to that? There's a guy on Twitter. Um, uh, he wrote something really interesting. He says, a virus that infects 1.4 billion and kills 525,000 worldwide does not overwhelm our healthcare systems, but a virus that infects only a million and kills 55,000, well, that breaks everything. You know, And that really does put everything into perspective. We are thinking about what is it I mean, we're not thinking about it. We're we're not thinking about it. We're just letting the news cycle feed us this information and tell us this is astronomical and this is terrible. And I know you may know of someone who's had this uh, uh, disease attack them, this virus attack them, and it really isn't a disease. It's a virus. And then the virus weakens the system and then diseases can come in and, and take over. But you may know of somebody and and I, I feel terrible that you are going through this and that there is a victim in your home or in your circle of influence. But we have to be thinking about the bigger things, people. We are focusing on some um, on, on these small things and we're making them huge. We need to better our mental attitude. We need to make or remember, remind ourselves to be positive. And this is very important. And so one of the things we talked about was how to keep ourselves positive, our positive mental attitude, our mental health. And uh, one of the things I thought was really interesting, and, I, and uh, during the research I had for this um, for the podcast recording this morning, I was reading about worldwide deaths. And this is from a source called worldometers.info world o just the letter o meters m e t e r s dot info i'll leave this at the at the bottom of the um description and it says uh from january 1st to march 25th of this year we have had 21,297 so this is older numbers right this is the five days 10 days ago 21,207 deaths from the coronavirus and at that time, we have already had 249,904 deaths by suicide. That's terrible. You know, coronavirus is terrible, but we're losing more people by suicide than coronavirus. And that number doesn't go down. And that's yearly, right? That's terrible. Now, as coronavirus continues to ravage our population and governments try to stop it by destroying businesses and keeping people at home, because they know better. I'm not saying that they do or they don't. I'm saying is if they close the businesses down, that's affecting many people's livelihood. And if we already have an issue with suicide, and what is that going to mean for all the people who are on the brink trying to make ends meet? And now they can't because um, the powers that be have chosen to protect everybody and have closed things down. That number is not going to stay the same. Suicide rates are going to continue to... 
st at least stay the same, if not increase, because of what we're doing. Deaths from hunger, 2.3 million. If we can't work, can't feed our people, can't feed our family, is that number going to grow or small or shrinking? So by protecting tens of thousands of people from the coronavirus, we're killing millions for hunger and perhaps a millions by suicide. How does that help us? That's terrible. These numbers are astronomical and they need to be paid attention to um, seriously. And you're wondering, okay, Gabe, how is this anything to do with security? And we talked about that too on our, 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 our podcast this morning, which is, what is it that I do? You know, I do for my job is I help businesses create policies and procedures to protect themselves in the event of a crisis, in the event that something like this were to happen. How do you deal with this? This is called a black swan event. Everyone has the occasional assault, uh, you know, occasional assault uh, incident, the event of theft, theft of intellectual property, theft of property. These are things that are common and on, on a yearly basis we see. Perhaps even the hurricane. How are we preparing for the hurricane? But that, but the the strange uh, one hundred year flood, the earthquakes that we've seen in Idaho and Utah that haven't been seen there for hundreds of years. Those are events that are considered black swan. Never would have, no one would have ever thought that that would have happened. And this, a pandemic of this nature, uh, whether or not you believe that uh, where this, whether or not you believe the severity of the virus, the reality is it has closed everything down. The reality is the world is responding in such a way as your business is being affected. So what does my job do? <clears throat> my job entails talking to you, your experts, creating a, pol a plan and a policy, a procedure on how to deal with these sort of events. What is it you need to do to prepare for them so that you're not caught unawares, so that you are not um, trying to scramble to find a good plan or to compare your actions and reactions to those of others to see if what you're doing is reasonable, which is what I listened to this morning, listening to the news, and they were saying that the governors, check this out, the governors of all these states have a website so that each one of these governors can reach out and, and list the activities that they're doing to address the COVID-19 response so that they can compare their actions with the actions of other other governors. I'm telling you what, guys, it's not <coughs> necessarily a bad idea, but it is a type of action that a person who's not sure of themselves does so that they can justify their actions. They don't know what they're doing, so they need to justify, well, I'm doing this, and Vermont is doing the other, and uh, New Jersey is doing this, so my response is relatively in the range of what is acceptable. <coughs> we don't need that. We don't need that. We need to have already had a good plan, and we need to be putting this plan into action, not trying to play catch-up with other people, that's if they had a plan, 
or following other people's plans when we don't even know if those plans are the right ones. I hope I'm making sense. I'm hoping you understand what I'm trying to to express. This idea that the governors have, not a bad idea, but it's a reflection of a lack of planning. I don't know how many of them uh, are going to participate in this, but it's definitely a reflection of poor planning. I I heard that the uh, president was also being asked questions about the preparedness of different states and different cities and why is it that they weren't able to prepare properly. And he said, well, it's because some plans were made. Some plans were not made. uh, Some studies were made for certain cities and for certain states. And those studies revealed needs that uh, the governors decided they didn't want to invest in that. And that's kind of another thing that security professionals like myself do. We create policies and procedures. We create a test. We create a, a study, and it shows gaps. We shows where the delta is for many of these uh, situations. And yet, leadership decides that it, their money will be better spent in other ways. And that's a shame. Because when the event actually happens, people are left uh, holding the bag. The, the, the It's not the government necessarily. It's the people who didn't have the resources they needed to get things done. Those people are left holding the bag. The hospitals, the first responders, they can't respond properly because they didn't have the right equipment. They didn't have the right attention. They didn't have the right resources. And so it looks like they didn't prepare when it wasn't their fault. So... Back to positive mental altitude. What can you do today? How can you get better? There are six things I want you to know, and I'm going to write this and put this in the description below. But these are the six things, six steps that you can take to keep and to achieve a positive mental altitude. Number one, exercise. Exercise, exercise, exercise. You know, whatever it is, get up, get out, do something, get out of your house. If all you have are stairs inside your house, walking up and down the stairs, you need to move. You need to get your your blood pumping. You need to um, you need to elevate your heart rate because this is very important to your mental health. Exercise, get out there, raise your heart rate about a hundred over one hundred and twenty beats per minute, and keep that there for about ten minutes. You know, I'm talking to a, a large audience. Obviously, if you are bedridden you're not gonna be able to do this <laughs> but you're not good at this time you're not gonna be able to get it, your doctor and give you the uh the uh <laughs> the green light to do exercises because he's probably in his home as well now of course you can do virtual calls but i'm getting off track get your blood flowing get your heart pumping if you feel weak then wait until you you can catch your breath and then keep going. It's important to exercise. Number two, get some sunshine. I know, I know, my Pollyanna, get out there, get some sun. We're staying inside a lot more. We're staying in underneath the these phosphorescent the fluorescent lights in our homes. <clears throat> we need to get out there. We need to get some sun, and that's what you need. So. Get out, get some sun. It's good for vitamin D, and it's also a happy vitamin. It'll keep you happy by getting in the sunshine. So do it. Three, fresh food. Make sure you eat 
whole foods. That's like food that you don't have, that hasn't been prepared already. Straight up, you know, vitamin, uh, vegetables, straight up, uh, simple uh, protein. By that, I mean not protein powder. I'm talking about fish, poultry, beef, pork. <clears throat> this is the information, this is the kind of protein I'm talking about. Straight up eggs, not egg substitute, not, uh, you know, um, egg whites or the, the, the yolks of the eggs, you know, those kind of stuff. I'm talking about straight, get the egg from the grocery store or your local farmer and eat the egg. Fry it and eat it or boil it, however you like to eat it. But a fresh food, eat it fresh, not from a can, if you can. All right, number four, and I know this is one that I kind of struggle with as well, which is alcohol reduce or minim, reduce, minimize, or eliminate altogether alcohol. Now, that's hard for me. I like alcohol. I like a beer every now and then. And uh, I drink about a beer a day, I, I know. Uh, some people are drinking more than that. I'm seeing these memes online about people joking about how much they're drinking out, they're staying at home. And all that is fine and funny, but that, how does that affect you? Now, alcohol is a depressant. So if you are drinking alcohol, you are depressing your mental health. So if you're already in a depressed way, the alcohol is not helping at all. So eliminate it, take it out, start doing something else, drink water. I know it's a lot different. Beer and water have nothing in common except that they're liquids. But... um <laughs> start start something new start something fresh remember this is day 2 of your this is day 3 sorry of your 30 day challenge maybe that's what you're going to be doing maybe you're going to not drink alcohol for 30 days that's good i i totally applaud you let's do that alcohol no more reduce it now number 5 social stay social Stay social means reaching out to your families and friends, reaching out to your business part partners, uh, touch them some way, somehow reach out and let your voice be heard, whether it's a podcast or whether it's you know a Marco Polo video, which is an app you can get on your phone, leaving messages, video messages to family and friends, <clears throat> or whether it's FaceTiming, Facebook, Twitter, somehow reach out, touch people, uh, communicate. Have a dialogue back and forth. You need that. They need that. They need to hear how you're doing, and you need to hear how they're doing as well. Stay social. I don't like the word social distancing, by the way. I think that is uh, it's it's a bad step to define it that way. I think we should be calling it physical distancing, <clears throat> if that's what you want to do. But physical distancing is more true to what you're supposed to be doing than social distancing. Keep it real. Keep Keep connected to society. It's important. And finally, routines. And we've talked about this, oh my goodness, almost every day. Routines, routines, routines. You know, it, I'm not a routine person. I'm a fly by the seat of my pants person. And as you've seen, you know, I've talked about routines in the last two podcasts. And each one of those routines are not really routines. They're kind of like I'm filling in the blanks. I need to do routines. You need to do routines. Routines are important. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you thinking about what you're going to do. And it gives you that sense of accomplishment when you finish a job. Routines. And finally, those are six, of course. But a, a, um, 
One I wanted to to add on as a bonus, a bonus step for mental health and positive attitude. And that bonus would be garbage in, garbage out. Watch what you're putting into your mind. What you're watching on TV, what you're listening to on the radio, watch it. Be very careful. Garbage in, garbage out. Whatever it is that you put in is what you're going to be spewing out. If you're listening to the news all day long, the news is not uh, dominated by positive uh, information. It's mostly negative. And so that means that you're putting this negative stuff inside of you. You're meditating on the negative, and it's not really to make a decision. It's just to keep yourself informed. Well, that is causing you a negative reaction, <clears throat> and it will not support you as you move forward in your mental attitude. So I wanted to uh, to keep everything real and keep it short, 20 minutes. We're already 20 minutes and 40 seconds already passed. I really do appreciate you calling in. Thank you for staying tuned in to this podcast. Stay secure and eat your broccoli. Do you have a story you would like to share? If you're on Anchor, then send me a message. I'd like that. I enjoy bringing you the best security hacks twice a week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Share it, post it, send me a message. And always remember, you are security.